Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. I'm Brian McCullough. Today seems like I'll have to be paying up for an X-Blue subscription any day now. Meta releases a new AI music generator. We might actually be getting a big tech IPO in a matter of weeks. Amazon is readying an aggressive new push into groceries. And what happens when an online creator replaces themselves with an AI bot? Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Twitter check-in, or, you know, X check-in. X now lets X-Blue subscribers hide their verified checkmarks, although the checkmark might still appear in some places and some features might not be available because, you know, it's cool when the paid product is so controversial people actually want to hide it. Quoting TechCrunch. The company has updated the help page for paid subscriptions, which is titled About Twitter Blue, saying that even if you hide the checkmark, it might be visible in some places. The company didn't give any further details about those placeholders. As a subscriber, you can choose to hide your checkmark on your account. The checkmark will be hidden on your profile and posts. The checkmark may still appear in some places, and some features could still reveal you have an active subscription. Some features may not be available while your checkmark is hidden. We will continue to evolve this feature to make it better for you, the page reads. This will supposedly help users benefit from subscription features without showing that they are a verified account. The option to hide the checkmark will show up in the profile customization section of account settings, end quote. Also, Twitter has renamed TweetDeck to XPro, although again, the URL remains tweetdeck.twitter.com and much of the copy is unchanged, including the tweet like a pro tagline, quoting 9to5Google. X has yet to update all of the copy with the tagline mentioning the old name, a powerful real-time tool for people who live on Twitter. There is a link to Legacy X Pro at the bottom, which still works, like Twitter for Mac, and loads the pre-preview version of TweetDeck. The new X Pro still needs to add multi-user support, which is important for large accounts and brands. The new name doesn't roll off the tongue, while the lack of space between the X and Pro feels particularly egregious. What this rebrand has going for it is how it describes the app's purpose right in the name. Meanwhile, X-Pro still works without a blue subscription as of today, but the company previously announced that this would be changing in the coming days. End quote. Yeah, so when that happens, I guess I'm finally going to have to start paying for blue. But good to know that when it does happen, I can hide that I have my badge. Meta has released AudioCraft, a new open-source AI model that lets users create music and sounds via prompts, consisting of MusicGen, AudioGen, and Encodec models. Quoting The Verge, it consists of three AI models all tackling different areas of sound generation. MusicGen takes text inputs to generate music. This model was trained on 20,000 hours of music owned by Meta or licensed specifically for this purpose. AudioGen creates audio from written prompts, simulating barking dogs or footsteps, and was trained on public sound effects. An improved version of Meta's Encodec Decoder lets users create sounds with fewer artifacts, which is what happens when you manipulate audio too much. The company let the media listen to some sample audio made with AudioCraft. The generated noise of whistling, sirens, and humming sounded pretty natural. While the guitar strings on the songs felt real, they still felt, well, artificial. Meta is just the latest to tackle combining music and AI. Google came up with MusicLM, a large language model that generated minutes of sound based on text prompts and is only accessible to researchers. 
Then an AI-generated song featuring a voice likeness of Drake and The Weeknd went viral before it was taken down. More recently, some musicians like Grimes have encouraged people to use their voices in AI-made songs. Of course, musicians have been experimenting with electronic audio for a very long time. EDM and festivals like Ultra didn't appear out of nowhere, but computer-generated music often sounds manipulated from existing audio. Audiocraft and other generative AI-produced music create those sounds just from text and a vast library of sound data. Right now, Audiocraft sounds like something that could be used for elevator music or stock songs that can be plugged in for some atmosphere rather than the next big pop hit. However, Meta believes its new model can usher in a new wave of songs in the same way that synthesizers changed music once they became popular." End quote. It's been a while, but we're still expecting to have our first blockbuster tech IPO in quite some time later this year. Sources say SoftBank's arm is targeting an IPO at a valuation of between $60 and $70 billion as soon as September, a sign of bullish interest in AI chips, quoting Bloomberg. The roadshow is scheduled to start the first week of September with pricing for the IPO the following week, said one of the people asked not to be named because the talks are private. The latest target for ARM's valuation underscores a shift in market mood in favor of technologies linked to generative AI and chips. Earlier this year, bankers were pitching a range of valuations for the chip designer from $30 billion to $70 billion, Bloomberg has reported. SoftBank, led by Masayoshi Son and ARM Chief Executive Officer Rene Haas, long considered the bottom of that range too low. ARM executives may still be gunning for a valuation of as high as $80 billion, but the odds of achieving such a target are uncertain, one of the people said. The chip company is looking to raise as much as $10 billion in the IPO, Bloomberg News has reported. At the top end, ARM's debut should be the largest from the tech industry since Alibaba in 2014 and Meta Platforms, then Facebook, in 2012. It lands during a dry stretch for IPOs given global economic uncertainty and the war in Ukraine. While the Cambridge UK-based company's technology is used in almost every smartphone on the planet, its place in the industry has long been obscure. ARM sells the blueprints needed to design microprocessors and licenses technology known as instruction sets that dictate how software programs communicate with those chips. The power efficiency of ARM's technology helped make it ubiquitous on phones where battery life is critical. Rene Haas, who took over as CEO last year, is now working to expand beyond the smartphone market, which has stagnated in recent years. He's targeting more advanced computing, particularly for chips for data centers for cloud computing and artificial intelligence applications. Processors for that market are among the most expensive and profitable in the industry. Amazon has adopted ARM-based chips for its Amazon Web Services because it says they are more efficient, both in terms of energy and economics. They are used by 40,000 AWS customers. Estimates for ARM's value have fluctuated wildly in tandem with chip stocks since SoftBank acquired the company for $32 billion in 2016, delisting it from the London Stock Exchange. SoftBank founder Son has particularly talked up the potential for ARM's future growth and dominance in chip IP. In February last year, Son said he wants ARM's debut to be the biggest in the history of the semiconductor industry, end quote. You might have already noticed this, but Microsoft has rolled out spatial audio for Teams on Windows and Mac OS after a few months of testing this. The audio of each person on a call now has a distinct position, at least as far as your ears can tell. Quoting The Verge, 
Team Spatial Audio aligns the perceived audio location of each participant with their video representation to make it easier for users to track who is speaking, to understand better when multiple speakers are speaking at the same time, and to lower meeting fatigue and cognitive load, Microsoft's Hung Sodoma wrote. But Microsoft has hit a wall when it comes to spatial audio and Bluetooth earbuds and or headphones, at least for now. Please note that you will need a stereo-capable device such as wired headsets or stereo-capable laptops, Sodoma said. Bluetooth devices are currently not supported due to protocol limitation. Next-generation LE audio with stereo-enabled Bluetooth devices will be supported. If your wireless headphones connect via a USB dongle, you might also be able to take advantage of spatial audio. It's purely Bluetooth devices that can't do so yet. LE Audio is still in its infancy and must be supported both by the source device and the audio accessory. Select earbuds from Samsung, Sony, OnePlus, Earfun, and other manufacturers have already been updated to be compatible. Back in May, Windows 11 gained support for Bluetooth LE. So in the coming months, hopefully Teams Spatial Audio will start working wirelessly with some of the above earbuds. Just don't count on any of Microsoft's own Bluetooth gadgets getting LE Audio anytime soon. Remember the Surface earbuds? We never saw a sequel for those, so I'm guessing sales were on the disappointing side. But even the Surface Headphones 2, which I quite enjoyed, haven't gotten a successor. This is where it pays to have an ecosystem. Apple's been offering spatial audio across its platforms for some time now, but hopefully LE Audio will gain some serious momentum as we head into the fall." End quote. Recently, the world learned the power of artificial intelligence, a technology cybersecurity leaders have been leveraging for years. Now, as AI expands and evolves, those same security leaders are left wondering where humans fit into the next generation of AI-empowered security tools and solutions. Arctic Wolf, the industry leader in managed security operations, seeks to answer this question in their newly published report, The Human-AI Partnership. Access the insights of over 800 cybersecurity decision makers in North America and the United Kingdom to better understand how organizations are weighing the benefits and risks of deploying AI tools. Uncover the biggest obstacles to turning AI and human engineers into a formidable team. Discover why the near-term benefits of large language models are being upended by a crucial flaw in the technology. And learn what the rise of AI tools mean for human practitioners moving forward. Get your copy today at arcticwolf.com slash techmeme. That's arcticwolf.com slash techmeme. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you ka-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify transformed ResumeWriters.com from the spaghetti code backend I cobbled together in college to the world-class commerce platform it sits on today. 
And Shopify can do the same for your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ride, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash ride now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ride. In the coming weeks, Amazon is apparently planning to roll out the biggest overhaul to its grocery business since buying Whole Foods six years ago. This would include things that customers have been asking for, like one cart for all of your supermarket offerings, quoting Bloomberg. Amazon is revamping stores, testing new highly automated warehouses, and for the first time, offering fresh food delivery to customers who aren't Prime subscribers. In a move likely to play well with shoppers, the company also plans to merge its various e-commerce supermarket offerings from Whole Foods, Amazon Fresh, Amazon.com, into one online cart. In an interview with Bloomberg Businessweek, Tony Hoggett, the former Tesco executive leading the charge, describes the company's ambitions to transform Amazon from something of a niche grocer specializing in organics and home delivery of cereal and paper towels into a destination for shoppers trying to stretch their dollars and consolidate trips to the store. We're serious about grocery, he says. Our plan is on building this really strong grocery relationship with customers over time, end quote. Today, August 2nd, Amazon will begin inviting people without Prime subscriptions in a dozen U.S. metropolitan areas, including Boston, Dallas, and San Francisco, to order groceries online from Amazon Fresh stores and warehouses. Previously, only shoppers paying the annual $139 Prime subscription could get food delivered from Fresh. The company aims to make the offer standard nationwide by the end of the year and eventually include products from Whole Foods and other grocers. Delivery fees range from $7.95 to $13.95, or $4 more than Prime members pay. Amazon customers have long expressed frustration that they need to check out from three separate web pages to get everything on their shopping list. Consumers who want King Salmon Filets, sold at Whole Foods, a pack of shredded lettuce sold by Amazon Fresh, and a box of Cheerios, sold with other shelf-stable products by Amazon.com, sometimes found themselves making three different orders, ferried to their homes in three separate deliveries. The company is looking to simplify the process this year or next by stocking more Whole Foods products in Amazon warehouses and creating one cart. We recognize that still needs to be improved, said Hoggett, the senior vice president for worldwide grocery stores. In the physical world, the company is revamping its fresh stores, placing Krispy Kreme coffee and donut stands near the front door, adding roughly 1,500 items to what had been limited inventory for a full-size supermarket and trying to make the space more inviting with bright colors. Grocery analysts and some shoppers were turned off by the chain's sterile utilitarian design. It just feels soulless, said Peter Abraham, a marketer in Los Angeles who dropped in on a fresh store a few times and has stopped going back. For the most part, Whole Foods has been largely siloed from Amazon's other grocery businesses. Hoggett, who moved with his family to Austin and works out of the grocer's downtown headquarters, is starting to change that. Whole Foods executives now oversee all of Amazon's grocery real estate and branding, while a longtime Amazon executive leads Whole Foods technology teams. Hoggett has brought in colleagues from his Tesco days with deep industry experience, including Claire Peters, who leads worldwide strategy for Amazon Fresh Online and in-store, and Peter Bowery, who leads store operations. Bishop says Fresh seems to be trying to find its own industry niche. Cheaper than mainline full-service grocers owned by Kroger or Albertsons, if not as cheap as Walmart or Aldi, the German giant that is the fastest-growing grocery chain in the U.S. In addition to delivery fees, Amazon Fresh tries to defray the cost of e-commerce with prices that in a recent check Bishop conducted, stand about 13% higher online than in-store. 
Hoggett is betting Amazon can emerge as a one-stop shop for groceries. Surveys show households tend to shop at multiple markets depending on whether they're stocking up on staples or preparing a special meal. We think we can bring that four or five different grocers down to one or two, with Amazon being one of those grocery relationships, Hoggett says. To get there, he's taking a step grocery watchers have been predicting since Amazon bought Whole Foods, letting people get their Coke and Doritos at the organic grocer. Those items won't appear on store shelves, which still adhere to the chain's pre-Amazon quality and ingredient standards. Instead, the company will see if shoppers are keen on ordering their guilty pleasures online and picking them up at their local Whole Foods, end quote. Finally today, Jordi Vanden Bushi, a.k.a. Quebel Cop, one of the most popular gamers on YouTube, was suffering the all-too-common burnout that creators online inevitably face. When everything is you in terms of content, you never really get a break. So, he's come up with a solution. He's retiring, but he's not going away because he's putting an AI bot of himself in his place. Quoting Wired, Vanden Bushi's AI influencer platform, which launched this week after a suitably excitable level of hype on Twitter from its creator, is his attempt to make that happen. It comprises two versions of an AI tool. The first is trained on a creator's likeness, their on-camera performances and what they say in videos, and is used to create new content. It appears to be similar to Forever Voices, the controversial AI tool behind the Karen AI virtual influencer, which outsourced maintaining connections with fans on behalf of creators. The other involves simplifying the act of creation as much as possible by taking simple prompts, such as turn this article into a video formatted like an interview involving two people, and producing the end result. The latter is similar to a tool called QuickVid, which has seen some early adoption. Vandenbushi wouldn't reveal much about how the tools were built, but regardless of their origins, they're coming at a critical time for generative AI and its impacts on how people work. And Vandenbushi's way of doing things could have lasting impacts on creators on YouTube and beyond. While not retiring, Vandenbushi is happy to replace himself in the creative process with the AI he's been working on. Quote, We've seen a lot of success with these systems, he says. I'm very confident that they can reproduce creativity, so much so that I'm willing to bet my entire business on it. As of this writing, the AI video he released Tuesday has nearly 3,000 views. He claims to have a waitlist of 500 influencer friends within the industry eager to adopt his AI tools, though he can't give them access until the cost of creating new videos drops to an economical level, which he believes will happen as technology advances. This presents an entirely new option for creators to essentially clone themselves and continue without worrying about aging, gaining weight, or otherwise evolving in any way that could alienate certain segments of their audience, says Leah Haberman, an influencer, marketing expert, and instructor at UCLA. However, Haberman isn't fully convinced audiences will want to embrace AI-generated creators as readily as the creators themselves are. Their appeal, quote, is their humanity and ability to create these parasocial relationships with their audience where people either relate to them or aspire to become them, she says. A virtual influencer will only ever present as entertainment, at least until we get to sentient beings, end quote. Yeah, for the Ride Home Fund, I kicked the tires of an AI startup that was pitching itself to OnlyFans creators, allowing them to replace themselves in various situations. We didn't end up doing the investment for a number of reasons, but fundamentally, I also just couldn't shake the most fundamental question. Like, OnlyFans is OnlyFans because you feel like you're authentically interacting with a real person. Will people still want 
to interact with a creator if they know the creator isn't really there? In a way, that's like the fundamental question of this AI moment, isn't it? Talk to you tomorrow.